0: This is Wicked Spursy. Did you guys get the go ahead? No, we are, we are there. Yeah. Hey, this is Wiggins Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave, and our old friend Brian's back with us tonight. Uh, Brian, yeah. let, let's
1: start with you, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing extremely well. How are you guys? Ooh, he threw it back. Ball in our oh, court now. I I know. Was, was I supposed to do a yes and?
0: Um, yeah, just yeah, yes and. You tell us tell us about your day. Tell us about yeah. your your greatest challenges <laughs> and your biggest <laughs> triumphs. We want to know it all.
2: Uh greatest challenge no, I mean, is Mike's techno skills.
1: Oh, it's fucking mm. bad well, today. That, that is true. It is that, bad. That, that was our first mistake. Um, you know, luckily in other organizations that I care about, you know, like Tottenham Hotspur, i, I generally approve of the staffing decisions of late and and the roles that people get assigned to play, unlike this podcast. Uh so
0: <laughs> <Coming in hot. laughs> we need HR help pronto yeah, right.
1: <laughs> it's not no, just I'm, HR help um <laughs> uh you know it's funny when, when Spurs go on a good run of form it just makes everything else feel like you know it, it's like the ultimate multiplier effect when they do terribly somehow it feels like everything else just doesn't quite have the shine to it and then uh when they're doing really well it uh it just seems to make everything better so um not that I'm you know addicted to the outcome of uh a particular sports team but I'm you know it it has an effect upon my my outlook on the world for sure, so. All right, um, so but yeah, but I'm, well and I'm super Brian. back to happy to be back with you guys. It's been a minute. Well,
0: glad to have you. Yeah, it's been a little too long, but you're back, so here we go. Um, ooh, here we go. I threw in a little little Fab Romano. <laughs> I guess you guys he's, are like practically brothers, right? He's Ray Romano's sassy brother. That, that's yeah. who that is. <laughs> hey, uh, Mikey. Aside from your your fantastically brutal tech issues, how are you? Um,
3: I'm doing well. Uh, I've had a good weekend. I mean, despite the, the bitter cold that we all experienced, uh, the weekend was good. Uh, I'm missing my son's soccer game right now because unbeknownst to us, there was an actual game scheduled on the same day as training. So the poor kids got a fucking game after two and a half hours of training on a school night. Right. So yeah. Uh, they win, they win this game and they secure second place in the league. So that'll be great going into the playoffs. Um, but unfortunately they get to play the, uh, the older kids, you know, the the actual 12 year old team was undefeated in the league for, and for some reason they're in our league, um, you know, the U 11 league or whatever, but, um, so I'm not going to get to watch that tonight. Uh, but that's fine. I'm with you guys. Uh, I'll be getting updates as we go along here. And uh it's great to see Brian again. I think you got a nice fresh cut since the last time I saw you, so that's good. Very possibly.
0: Which very you good. know, all all of our live streamers will be able to see. Got all, all two of them. The, the uh <laughs> the illustrious Brian is is
3: back. The, here's um, the thing though, I got I do have to apologize for my techno issues. Um I I wanna place blame on somebody, but I'll just I'll just place it on myself. why not? I mean. What the hell, you know, I, 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 refuse to buy a new computer because I'm a fucking miser. And, uh, and you know, I just, I, 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 I hoard all my money together and spend it on stupid shit instead of stuff that I actually need, you know? So I buy like, uh, I buy like, you know, jerseys and stuff and I don't actually need them. I just
0: want them. Uh, I do need a computer. So, uh, maybe someday
3: <laughs> we'll have that issue
0: fixed. Mike, speaking of jerseys, I was I was skiing this morning, as you and you and Steve know, had the good fortune. Oh, you bumped into a bunch work. of people
3: from New Jersey, probably, huh?
0: No, uh, yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I saw a guy <laughs> Sorry, who had Steve. the uh, he had the uh, Clark Griswold uh, Blackhawks sweater on that I uh, pointed out to you. I thought, damn, that's a great idea. I need to wear mine yeah. next time I'm out. It makes for high visibility on the mountain. <laughs> by the way Absolutely. your beard your beard is uh stellar tonight man like it, i don't like know you if it's stellar mask beard and wings going on with that oh yeah yeah, yeah. Bad boy. It's, got, it's got look at that i can do that yeah, yeah. no
1: mike's, yeah. mike's, mike's gonna be an <laughs> mike's gonna be a dwarven extra on season two of rings of power that's really right. where he's going from us <laughs> couldn't put it better <laughs> yeah I'll be, I'll
3: be like uh, i'll be like uh some weird like giant slash dwarf you know Same. a giant had mated with a dwarf that's me.
0: So, you're just a normal well, guy at that point. No, I'm a I'm a six
2: I'm a
3: six foot dwarf. Yes,
0: we got our pod title. I want to say, hey, Steve. You didn't know I a giant mated with a dwarf. I think it's something like that. Um, <laughs> how you doing, Steve?
2: Oh, Dave, I am so glad you asked me that question. I've got two anecdotes to share Perfect. before we dive into Spurs First, first, uh, I had a meeting uh today uh, with one of the owners of my company. And, you know, we were just shooting the shit at the beginning, talking about the weather over the weekend. And as Mike had uh, had mentioned, it was quite cold here, very cold here um, to the 2 let, Let's see. I think on Friday night when I went to bed, the real feel was minus 30 degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely brutal temperatures. But this guy I'm talking to, owner of the company, he's like, yeah, you know, it was pretty cold down here. You know, we got into the single digits. And I'm sitting there like, oh, fuck you. Like, <laughs> just take your positive temperatures and shove it.
0: For real. We had the 60 degree swing at my house, Steve. The air temp was minus 20 on Saturday. And on Sunday, it was 40 uh, 40 degrees. It's like, damn, 60 degrees. And it's still just a wee bit chilly.
2: Yeah. I mean, today <laughs> it was like 30 degrees. It felt like summer. It did. It was great. Um, what else
0: you got? So that was anecdote number one. Let's hear number anecdote two. Anecdote number two. Um, and I'm sure you,
2: uh, older gents can appreciate this. Uh, I was standing around in the kitchen the other day and, uh, managed to pinch my sciatic nerve. So I've been in excruciating pain for the last three days.
1: (laughs) Uh, With all all due respect to his story, I don't know who he's referring to in terms of the (laughs) older gents, but.
2: Well, obviously not you, Brian. We we do. Come on. You you are (laughs) using incarnate. We we prefer uh, more experienced. Yeah,
0: I like seasoned. I prefer to be called seasoned, seasoned. wiser, wiser. Seasoned, seasoned. Yes. Noble. I'll go with noble. Noble. I don't know if you've ever
2: uh, Mm -hmm. pinched a sciatic nerve, but it is not fun. It is not fun. Um, Somehow, I am still in good spirits, but I, I, I think Brian's onto something. With uh, you know, when Spurs win, uh, everything else feels good. So, despite the excruciating pain in my lower back. I feel good coming I'm glad, into this.
0: I'm glad oh. to hear that. Very glad. And and <laughs> Steve, having having dealt with a lot of back issues over time, I can tell you that's the worst, man. Back pain stinks. But in the pain, the pain category, yesterday, I think you guys will appreciate this. Um, we we have two front steps that walk up to a, a porch that's on the front of our house. But the 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 pavement, if you will, before you get to the steps is just like a cobblestone brick type of thing, which you know looks really good when there's not snow on it. However, when there is snow on it and you're hastily trying to clear that off and you're you're clipping along and all of a sudden the shovel catches on a brick and then the shovel handle just jams into your stomach and almost knocks the wind out of you. That is not fun. And that was that was yesterday. It was it was brutal. I was doing that. My wife's like, What's wrong? I was like, I'm not even gonna explain it to you. <laughs> that was your Clark Griswold moment. That was my Clark Griswold <laughs> moment. Yeah. Just didn't fall Except off. Except you ladder. didn't
3: like flip over the front of the fucking shovel you know
0: (laughs) i don't know margo all right hey let's get to uh (laughs) let's get to the football boys uh big weekend big weekend let's go let our special guest brian start us out brian what did you see this weekend what did you like what did you not like how'd you feel
1: um well i mean you know like in, in steve's instance you know who needs Oxycon when you've got Emerson Royale? I can't believe I'm saying, right? but like, right? I mean, man, talk of about the match, man. I mean, uh, except for Harry Kane, I think for all variety of historical and, you know, club achievement reasons, he deserves man of the match, but outside of the goal that won the match for us, holy crap, Emerson Royale, like, like I mean, I think uh, one of the writers for the athletic called it the most complete performance of the Conte era spurs. And that seems exactly right to me. Alistair, just, Alistair gave him a ten on the, on his yeah. uh, player ratings. There you go. Can um, I can I can I
3: mention that uh, the actual man of the match uh, was actually Pedro
0: Poro for for for, for, motivating, for motivating motivating for Royale to
1: play
2: that <laughs> way. Fire meat ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean
3: we just paid nothing. forty forty fucking million dollars for this dude to light a fire under Emerson's ass. Hey,
1: if not, if it all, if it only leads to a run of form that increases uh, Emerson's transfer value, not to be totally kind of Machiavellian about it, but like it's good for it's good for Emerson and it's good for us if that is what happens. But he was good, like good for business all having, around. He was having a blast just shutting down everything that Jack Grealish like knows how to do. Tormenting Grealish. he absolutely tormenting. tormented it. It was like a, it was like a it was a, a almost like. one of the things I love about Christian Romero is how much he revels in psychologically. Like he is very intentional. He picks players. Sometimes you can just tell. And he's like, I'm going to ruin his life tonight. And like Emerson Royale was doing the physical and the psychological, all like the little stuff that, and the big stuff. And, you know, he was uh, excellently predictive. He was athletic uh, both in terms of like you know speed and f- finesse and agility, uh, he was fantastic. I mean, and, and Romero just was regular old Rolls, Rolls Royce Romero, um, and I think I think he got jobbed a bit on his first yellow card, which led to the totally deserved second, you know, uh, yellow card turning into a red. But I'm sure we could talk about that later. But between the two of them, it was like you know a lot of the chance creation down that whole side just. Died on the vine. Um, yeah, never made it to become an aged wine like those uh, those of us with a little salt and pepper. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it. Uh, I I thought it really was a joy to watch. Like as like, and I feel like what was really the most important thing that that manifested in that game to me was you could see, you could feel the confidence in Spurs as a squad. Um, even when Kevin De Bruyne came on, it was significantly more of a challenge than anything that they had been presented with in uh, up to that point. And that guy is still, we all have to say, he's like unbelievably legit uh, and a literal, a literal game changer. I don't know why he didn't start. But even after that, I really felt like they were confident, like we are shutting this game down. It's not going to be one of those horrible, you know, like heartbreakers. I just, I knew it was not going to be a heartbreaker. And that is a level of confidence that I have not truly had in the squad since like peach peak Pochettino, maybe, you know, uh, like something like that um, where their ability to just freeze out games, play with confidence, the press worked beautifully and intelligently every time, which is what led to the goal, which was the game changer. Um, and then the defense in, in midfield through the back line was unbelievably solid. Like how could I not be happy? Um
2: let me yeah. ask you something, Brian, because I'm I'm curious what your take is on this. You know, Pep Guardiola made some comment about, oh yeah, well they just defended with you know ten people behind the ball, whatever. Steve, was I, that
0: before or after he complained about the four-hour drive to uh, to London?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, who who can keep track? He's a he's a whiner. Um, <laughs> but the the interesting thing that I noticed about the way we defended is we didn't sit back and invite the pressure on when they approached us, we were coming out to meet them. We were, we were aggressively defending, uh, to a degree that I hadn't seen in a long, long time. I mean, for me, it's refreshing to see the defenders like rush out to meet a player, to block them off, to force them wide it, rather than just kind of pack the box and hope for the best.
1: Yeah. I mean what what's uh what's Italian for Gengen press? Because that's uh and I think that's what we saw was the the apotheosis of the Gengen press as manifested in Italian version Spurs. Um I am like, yeah, and I agree and, and it started at the top. I don't think Pep is, is correct in saying, like I thought that you know Kulechevsky, Kane, Sonny, they just they had more energy and they were better at harassing their corresponding players than uh man city were flat out they if that's a competition like who's gonna who's gonna have a true you know 11 man offense 11 man defense spurs were the more i can't believe i'm saying this because we're talking about manchester city who are it, it must be said one of the great teams of the modern era even now and spurs were the more complete team on offense and on defense every man defended every man was part of some part of like a counterattack in some capacity it looked an organized it looked intelligent they looked like they were having fun like holy christ this is like what it's supposed to be like like last year mm-hmm. like the end of last year hey mike I I, I,
0: can i ask you a question to kind of lead into your comments you should, or i hope uh, i hope it leads into your comments yeah sure three weeks ago the sky was falling yeah it was right like what the hell like like help help me understand where we were versus what we saw yesterday.
3: Um, I think it I think it, it goes into a little bit of what Ryan was saying too is like with the press, uh, we didn't we we didn't see uh any kind of effective pressing on the ball, you know, um it was very disorganized. Um we were getting overrun in the in the midfield every single match. Um even in those games that we were winning, those few games that we won or were or, or were at least competitive in, I guess you could say competitive air quotes, but (laughs) I think that we are getting overrun. I think that this match was, uh, was different in that we were able to press in it. We weren't, we weren't necessarily pressing um, through their box, but when they were on the outside, uh, on the outside edges of their box, that's when our press came in and you saw four guys, three guys, four guys pressing which you know, which kind of forced them, which kind of forced them to, to funnel the ball through the middle, which maybe they wanted to do, but once they did, that ball that got funneled through the middle, everybody was just swarming. So you saw guys, you saw Dyer coming up the fucking midfield, sometimes, you know, you saw you saw you saw Perisic able to defend. You saw, you know, Emerson was, yeah. you know, there was that crazy
1: play where Romero was part of the attacking four, and we we're like, "Wait, hold on a second. What yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly,
3: exactly. And Harry and Harry Kane wouldn't wouldn't pass in the ball, <laughs> you know. But Harry Kane was behind him. In fact, um, you know, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of that kind of making them funneling them through the middle, and having our defensive our defensive players take the risk uh, of coming up and maybe. You know, sometimes one-on-one defending, or you know, seeing Romero pop up through the middle, or Dyer pop up through the middle. Um, so on the on the cane goal, that's what you saw. That exact thing happened. You had four guys, five guys that pressed up. They tried to bring the ball through the middle, and to a guy who let's let's tell it the way it is. War number fucking eighty-two, and. Wasn't wearing number seventeen. You know, it should have been Kevin De Bruyne there. It wasn't, and that was because Pep is a fucking ego, ego, ego maniac. You know, and he's just one of those one of those guys who, who thinks, oh well, it worked the last time. I'm gonna fucking do it again. It's either that or he's got some kind of beef with with De Bruyne. I
1: can't believe. Well, I was I was thinking it's like the Princess Bride. You know when the when the two guys are sword fighting left handed, he said, "Well, I know something you don't know, and that is that <laughs> I am not left handed." You know, and they both shifted their. Do- Subbing De Bruyne was like everybody's shifting to their dominant hand, like they were st- trying to like stop proving that you can win. But it didn't him, work, and it didn't. I mean, I mean De Bruyne put it definitely good,
3: got one good ball in.
1: It was like i I felt like De Bruyne had a palpable infa- impact and, and and pretty quickly upon walking out there and and that is the, to the extent that I have any cause for concern about the match, it's just like again, Ben not break, right? You're always going to be up against good players who have the the opportunity to change games perfectly fine. um it, it it's it's a it's a I have to I feel like the sporting guys will will reward me and reward Spurs if I just say it honestly that i think that like a guy like that is a game changer we did a very good job still containing him and his effects but you still have a guy like that who is just he is a force unto himself he really is absolutely but
3: you know i think at the same time uh bringing him uh, i don't know was pep overthinking it was he just a fucking like i said an egomaniac saying we don't we don't need to play him but you saw you saw uh, right after probably about the 50 minute mark the the cameras focused in on De Bruyne and he did not look happy that he wasn't out there.
2: All right, well, you know there's some is, right?
3: there's some fucking reason why he wasn't out there. And what is it,
0: Steve?
2: it's the four-hour luxury bus ride that it took them to get to London. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and are these guys
2: traveling on game day?
0: De Bruyne, like, De Bruyne printed up the MapQuest directions and screwed it up, and, and so he was paying a, paying a price, so he right? De, no, De Bruyne so has think... a
1: thing for, like, you know, Belgian McDonald's and made them stop a few times or something. Let's get some frites, right? Yeah, that's that's what he was doing. I honestly Royale think that De Bruyne,
3: De Bruyne, yeah, they got the Royale with cheese, didn't they?
0: Ooh,
1: boom, <laughs> there you go, Mikey. Uh,
3: um, I, I honestly think that by that. the time that De Bruyne came in, it was too late. Spurs, Spurs were already in that mindset where they were they were playing well, they were winning the game. They were not just winning the game, they were dominating the game. They were dominating the the pace of play and and the they were dominating the attack. Obviously, they had a shitload of you know, a shitload of possession, but possession doesn't do anything when when your possession isn't, isn't uh, breaching the the box at all. And they, they just weren't able to do that. And everybody knows that Pep doesn't allow his team to shoot from outside of the box. A couple of times it happened because there were wide open passes. Like, like I said, there was the one corner kick where De Bruyne, you know, put it out to the top of the box and they had like miles and miles of space. And, uh, and Rodri just, you know, couldn't get enough power behind it to put it, to put it through. I honestly think that Spurs outplayed everybody um, and outthought everybody. And I think that Benton Kerr was again silky, um confident, calm on the ball. Anytime there was any pressure on him, I think Hoiberg was at most points of the game fucking absolutely brilliant. Um, which which we've seen out of him. Uh he defended well. If that dude was just a little bit faster if he just took some of the cement out of his boots like that dude's a dangerous player if he's fast right because the way that he's been getting forward this year you know i mean the only the only problem i had all day and i and i think was was you know Decky's still still trying to find that rhythm again that he had before he got injured and a couple of spots he showed where like he could turn on a guy like the way he turns on somebody it makes you look stupid. He makes players beautiful. look stupid. Uh, I can't help but think that like cancel if Kinsella were out there, it might have been a different game.
0: You know, with Decky, even even when he's a little bit off, he's still contributing. And that's that's what I love about that guy. Is um what was it last week? The the commentator said, like everything good that Spurs do has Decky involved in it in some way, shape, or form. Steve, we haven't heard from you yet. What are you what are you thinking about, man?
2: You know, I just say yes I and, and it. move on. I loved it. I mean, it, it was it was a complete performance. I think, you know, we've touched upon everything that made it great. I mean, the only name I haven't heard that I think deserves some plaudits too is Hoyberg in the middle. Um, that dude was immense, putting up some huge defensive stats, blocks, clearances, interceptions, plus his assist, uh, beautiful reading of the game. It was almost like a like in the reverse fixture, we just picked up on that lazy ball and and went for it. Um, so kudos to Hoybier, because, you know, he's another guy who uh, he, he did the work. You know, he was all over the place. He was marshalling guys. He was keeping everybody um, well organized, fantastic performance. If I have any criticisms from the game at all, I have two. First, that we were not more clinical with the chances that we had because we did have numerous opportunities to really put that game to bed, and we did not take them most um,
0: mostly on on breaks, right? Like on the yeah. counter, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it, glad we won. You know, you just need to win by one. That's all it takes. But we could have been much more comfortable uh, had we you know put one of those chances away, and we came close a couple of times too. The second issue that i have and i don't think this is going to surprise anybody hugo's distribution continues to be ass i mean and it's it's incredibly he had one nice throw out he had one nice throw out one yeah, nice throw but, out but it's incredibly frustrating when you've got a keeper like ederson the rest
0: is, were a little throw up but yeah yeah uh, you know, ederson, ederson can long kick the ball like two-thirds of the pitch right He's a center back though. He's a center back who can use his hands. That's it.
2: Yeah, but not only can he kick it that far, he kicks it and puts it in a position where his teammates can contest it, right? Hugo takes those kicks and they're like, just wait the fuck out there. Nobody's oh, nearby. Get they're they're right 50, 50
0: pop ups at best when when Hugo kicks them if they I make it to midfield. Best. Yes. Forward
3: forward of midfield, like that that ball that he threw out over to Emerson went further than the midfield kick with fucking fifteen <laughs> seconds left that I almost fucking threw up on. Yeah, but, but there was I was that one... there, I was sitting there in re raw going oh no oh no oh no and everybody's like
2: looking at me. <laughs> No, but he had that one kick in, in extra time, what, like 90 what minute though, or something, yeah. where he kicked it right to the other team. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you're fucking kidding me, dude. Yeah. Like, put, put that like way out for a throw in if you have to. But yeah, those are my only critiques. Uh, it, I You guys are spot on. It was a complete performance, dominated, well deserved victory.
1: And by the way, just on your converted chances, I texted Mike uh, in, in the middle of the game about this and just like, good Lord, how good is Ake? And how good is Kyle Walker still? Um, I mean, you got to like, if it weren't for those two guys, I really think you're right, Steve. I mean, I, I think they are individually responsible for breaking up, what, six, five, six, like, at, at a minimum, like, probably more than that in terms of total breaks, but at least five or six that looked like they could be really dangerous. And, uh, you know, a- Ake played not quite Emerson Royal level, but uh, yeah, I can't believe we're using <laughs> That's this. Weird as, I, How could you expect I, that? I know, him, right? Uh, like Emerson Royal just came like my yardstick of defensive civilization right here. I kind of can't believe it. Um, but uh, Pedro,
3: Pedro Poro is going to get Jed Spence now.
1: <laughs> You've Pedro been po- Spenced. No, After that game, we're going to call him future MLS player, Pedro Poro. But. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, but uh, no, but I mean, like, just I just thought Ake was just. I mean, that's the, that's one of the only individual Man City players I texted you about, Mike, other than De Bruyne, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought he was. I just was like, like again. You, I hope the universe takes into account my honesty here by saying uh, that guy's so good. <laughs> I've, I've like, always I've always liked him, and mm-hmm. I read last week that like
0: he's on the outs at City for some particular reason. Did either of you guys? <laughs> If he's on well, the outs
1: after that performance, then I don't even know. Hey, then again, according to financial fair play, uh, you know, Pep Guardiola might, might be literally out, uh, come tomorrow. So we, we might have played the last uh Guardiola man city match ever. Who knows? Nice. Arteta goes back to city, and then uh, no, I'm sorry, uh,
0: not, not gonna go there. Um, <laughs> no, it's just like it goes back to like, like I said,
3: like the how well, um, it, somebody like ake can still play that that and cello would have made a huge difference in this game except that he got into an argument with pep and mm-hmm. then pep's like get the fuck out of my club mm-hmm. like so stupid the guy's one of the best defenders in in the fucking world yeah. and guess where he goes to one of the best teams in the fucking world
0: but i mean mike i mean l- listen you you've got a sporting background and anything i've i've seen or read about cancello said he can be a bit of a prick you know and that he's not the most loved guy in the clubhouse sometimes i'm not i'm not defending guardiola but sometimes the manager's gotta be like dude you're out like you you gotta you can't have a pissing contest and let that guy win you you gotta hold your ground or else you lose the whole club so i'm not again not defending him but i i get it you're gonna be an ass it's a bit of a jamie tart action there Bit of a Jamie well, Tart action, right? Well, that's did they, yeah, I know, it. but
3: this isn't this isn't this is real life. This isn't fucking Ted Lasso. But Jamie Tart know? represents. Did Phil? Did Phil life. Jackson? Did Phil Jackson sit fucking Dennis Rodman? Or did no? Did he, he, he signed him. him. He, he, him he signed
0: him to be Dennis Rodman.
3: Yeah, exactly. Because he had that's, other guys to balance that up. That's but. that's my point, though. Is like, dude, Man City are the defending champions. They got rid of their best defender. It was fucking dumb. Whether it. You fix it. You know, you're the manager, fix it. We're not Fair. here to talk about those fucking assholes. Anyway, they're going, they're <laughs> going to be, they're going to be relegated and they're going to have to, they're going to get the death sentence and Erling Holland's going to be playing in the championship next year.
1: Let's hope. That'd be beautiful. If, hey, if, um, they get, if they get the death sentence, my only thing, my only thoughts would be that I would love it if the NCAA would poach whoever runs the premier league so that the NCAA can give the death sentence to radical violations, but just throwing that out there. Never happening. Not a chance. UNC should not have a basketball program, but that's a separate question.
0: Hey, uh, Steve. I don't disagree. Yes, Dave. There's something on my mind, but I think think I'd like to see what's on your mind and see if you have any questions you'd like to ask.
2: Me? Oh, I think we have the same thing on our mind. Um, Yeah. It's a very important question. It's probably one of the most important that we'll ask all night. And that question is this. Hey, Mike. What you drinking? <laughs> oh, jeez, I didn't know you were going to do that. Now I oh, was. Hey. Ready. Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> hey, oh, geez. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, fantastic, fantastic.
3: Steve, I love when you ask that. They fuck
1: off. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: the it only thing this for... podcast
1: is missing is a little jingle for "Hey, Mike. What you right. drinking? That's a good point." Do you have any connections,
0: Brian? We I don't like a 1930s no, radio. No,
1: jingle. and in fact, if you could edit me attempting to sing it out of the final version of this podcast, no, this, no that's this, the, this the vibe. That's stream. the vibe we live need. Stream. It needs Brian. to be that kind of like that,
0: that, in, in that fact, 1930s, gonna, uh, you know, uh White Christmas Frank Sinatra kind of vibe, right? Like we need to right we need to kind of tease that out a little bit. <laughs>
3: Dave's gonna Dave's gonna take that little clip right there, and he's gonna he's gonna take it out, and that's the jingle
0: now.
1: Yeah. But he's going to like put it over Pride. some drum and bass or something. <laughs> hey, you
0: mind what you drinking? drinking? By the way, I do need to point out 1930s, White Christmas and Frank Sinatra. Neither of those three things are at all connected. But um, that was just true. the vibe that was in my mind. Just before I get fact checked, just want to put it out you, there.
2: You've already been fact checked. The uh, the Twitter trolls are coming for you, David. They're on it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But Mike, back to you. The spotlight belongs on Mike where I he likes it. So, so we're back to you, Mike. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Come
3: on. All right. Um so today uh we're gonna we're giving this, this brewery one more shot. Oh no.
0: That that's
3: that's a terrible way to lead. Yeah, I know, but I saw this beer and I was like, this is kind of a like does the a, can look cute? Yeah, it's a cool can. It's a double IPA. Shocker. We're going back to the double IPA. What do you mean? Shocker?
1: <laughs> shocker. We did a
3: we did a we did a sour last week. You can, we did so true. A, a, a Torontonian a uh, sour um this is four quarters giving them another shot uh i went there this weekend had a little lo- had a nice uh glass of little umbrellas which i really
0: love that's right there in winooski right by the by the square roundabout yes the, the square, square roundabout, roundabout. you <laughs> yeah, know what that's... i'm talking about right See? It yeah. Used, yeah it used to be See, it's down, a rectangle
3: be dave <laughs> No, it's a square roundabout <laughs> it's a circular <laughs> rectangle um <laughs> that's just an oval that is an oval um (laughs) so uh went there uh when when spurs win uh and we're in town for a meetup lucas and i always uh go to four quarters he gets his uh his shirley temple they make him they have a nice seltzer there that they make uh shirley temple with real cherry juice for him uh and he loves it um you got to get the you got to get the right person to To make it though um but uh i i saw this beer in the cooler and i said what's this all about well it's kind of a newer beer of theirs uh it's called love buzz um it's probably brewed for the upcoming uh uh hallmark holiday um you know fourth of july or fourth of july (laughs) (laughs) say valentine's day um close enough yeah 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 either one either one six Um, a line. It's called it's called Love Buzz. There it is. That's a, kind of a cool can. Right, it catches your eye.
2: Yeah, All right. interesting.
0: interesting. Yeah, it's a double IPA.
3: It's uh, it's brewed with blood orange and honey.
0: Looks like so. a it looks like a Pat Benatar video. You're gonna go with Pat Benatar on the song, aren't you?
3: You better go with Pat Benatar.
0: Called it. Jesus Christ! Don't don't try and put suggestions in my head. He's rattled, Brian. You see that? He's he's
3: totally <laughs> rattled by this. Should I do like the Cure? Should I do like the Cure, <clears throat> like love song or something like that?
1: it reminds me of uh, the album cover for remember the darkness Yeah, guys take your hands off my woman motherfucker <laughs> um, uh, that's what that beer can looks like As if they, those guys have been watching that video or, the or thing like is staring, like staring at that album cover since it came out
0: you know what else show me that can again show me the the writing it reminds me of uh the skid row skid row album from uh way back yeah first first cd i first cd i ever bought right there first cd
1: you ever that is a deep cut there dave darn right (laughs) so good old old sebastian bach
3: (laughs) something that uh something that you guys may not know uh do you are you guys fans of the of, of the darkness justin hawkins is a phenomenal guitar player but he's also a great podcaster uh, and and a great singer. Uh, I've never heard anybody who can
0: hit that high note like him. No, honestly, my um, two thirds of the groups you talk about, I've never freaking heard of.
3: You've never heard of the <laughs> darkness. I believe no. in a think all love. If it's I, if I the heard the song, I might recognize it. Ever? It's, oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not singing it. fucker. I didn't. I didn't spend multiple <laughs> years of my life immersed in music. Yeah, what's it sound like, Mike? Let's hear it. No, I'm not doing it. I'm Maybe after it. the beer. Hey, Mike, what you drinking?
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not going to use it for this either. <laughs> i believe in a thing called love um but the the b side of that is uh you know take your hands off
0: my woman motherfucker
1: um one of my favorite this, song titles of all time ooh, that's
0: a that's a orange juicy looking one there isn't it oh yeah it's fantastic huh look at that holy cow it's thick well they make thick beers and they're not always good so looks like a one finger biscuit that's definitely a biscuit head <laughs> yeah it's about a finger it
3: depends on how fat your finger is this
0: is true <laughs> well if you uh if you're a giant that made it with a dwarf's offspring um it would be a one <laughs> finger that's very
1: true like it's like mead mixed with uh grappa or something is what that person would drink but <laughs> yeah <laughs> valid all
2: um, right, all right.
1: that's got honey in it i can taste it
0: that is that color is interesting that is a really fucking good beer Wow, it's good.
3: Love Buzz, huh? Double Double India Pale Ale with blood orange and Vermont honey, eight percent alcohol. Comes in a, a one pint. It doesn't say much more about it. I didn't. I didn't even look it up to to uh, to check to see what it's all about or whatever uh, ratings everybody else gave it. Uh, I think Four Quarters is one of those breweries that everybody always gives like huge plaudits too and i and i'm never really impressed with any of their beers except for the little umbrellas which i which i actually do love um this beer is really good um like really good I don't know if I could drink too many of them they're they you know high test yeah looks looks filling yeah for sure yeah you probably want to take a beano before it is be able to get the whole damn thing down <laughs> but um love buzz
0: yeah i'm gonna give this a 3.8 oh Ooh. Hmm. the the yeah. ratings are climbing steve are you seeing i see a real trend going here
2: yeah yeah, yeah. not nice. that i'm upset
0: considering i was close yeah you were three six i was three four so we were we were <laughs> in the ballpark mike but we we got to recalibrate and dial you in a little more how about the song what's it going to be <laughs> uh 311 do you right
3: why why is that because i just i just feel like this beer is like it's gonna do me right just this one beer right here is gonna do me right and and uh i love 311 they're they're a band that that often gets forgotten um but i just this this beer is fantastic and. I love and I love the beer and I love love buzz. There you go. I have a love buzz. Mm-hmm.
0: There it he is. He believes in a thing called love buzz. Can't can't end on. I believe in, in a that. thing called love. Yeah. Oh, here it comes. There we go. There, there we go. go. Mike, you love thing- you love bands with numbers in them, right? Like Matchbox Twenty, Blink One Eighty Two. That's your jam, isn't it? Avenge sevenfold. Avenged Sevenfold. There we go. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's a number oh, word. Boy.
1: How do you feel about you too?
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what. I listened to a Smartless podcast with Bono today. Mm. Actually, I, I have never heard Bono just kind of talk about stuff. Fascinating dude. Yeah, just a good listen. So I'm going to throw that out there. You know, uh, and and the guys on Smartlist, we are happy to partner with you in any way that you would like. Us to. <laughs> yes, could, Will. Our, our, I, our I, I think List Will's not. a fan of the, the the Premier League, although I think he's a Liverpool guy. But you know, we we'd let you come on the pod if you wanted to nobody's perfect so Bri- brian you
3: know i'm not allowed to talk about my feelings for you too because uh the fuckwits will get all over my case on this it, is so. totally
0: right you have feelings let's hear it <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm not allowed to talk about it he's not allowed to have feelings that doesn't sound healthy
3: i don't i i don't feel i feel the same way about you two that i do about billy joel so uh, do with that what
0: you will you hate billy joel right he does hate billy joel like yeah. like like early billy joel with like the like early mullet joel. or more modern billy joel the person billy joel billy joel the person wow. that's and, that's and, a,
1: that's and, a real one that's a real answer. Yeah and,
3: yeah and by and by extension his fucking shitty contrived fucking bullshit music
0: <laughs> judge you <Judgey> mike
1: <laughs> judge. although i do i do
3: I do like uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday uh, on the U2 front, though. I like okay. that song.
0: I like that one song. So. so Mike has to be a rebel, right? The the protest guy,
3: fight guy. That's who you are. <laughs> no, I just like the song. I mean, Joshua Tree is a fine album. Whatever. But the rest of their fucking 800 albums that nobody ever. What about was, uh, what about or Actun, for, baby? had forced upon or had forced upon them? Actoon was a was a great album.
0: album. Yeah. No, no, we're done. We're done. We're done. All right. We're done. We'll move on. Hey, that's been, uh, hey, Mike, what you drinking? How much, how, what was the range? Hey, Mike, what you drinking? 3.8. Yeah,
3: 3.8 was what you went with. I know, but Dave got it wrong last week when we had a Major League Baseball player on.
0: Yeah, I was 3.4. You embarrassed yourself in front of the American Major League Baseball player. That was a good podcast. He
2: has a name, Mike. He does have a name. Jake. Jake Call Jake
0: by his name.
3: Jake. I'll I'll, I'll say Jake again. I mean, yeah, no, great guy. Good podcast. And, uh, and yeah. Yeah. Good get We're, there, guys. Yeah,
0: right. I mean, that was Dave. That was all Dave's doing. You know, the recruitment department was just out handling business, and oh, man, uh, <laughs> this is where we are. That's right. Yeah, um,
3: I'm, I'm so, on. I'm on trying to get the Red Sox third baseman, but his 300 million dollar contract probably isn't gonna isn't gonna help us in getting him.
0: Yeah, when you get it's, to the whole like, no, we can't offer you any money. It, it kind of is a, <laughs> is a showstopper,
1: right? Like, you're, you're, that's that's just how it is. I, I just hope that uh, you know next week's guest is just literally Bono. Uh, just to try, just to go up Mike's ass sideways.
0: <laughs> How fantastic would that be? I have I've reached out to Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso to see if they would come on, and neither one of them has responded to me. I I, I can't really get over the the pain that goes along with that.
3: Listen, I just heard uh, I just heard Flav talking about trying to get uh, Steve Nash on. Oh yeah, uh, which which I've also done, and uh,
0: if they're not getting him on, Steve Nash should <laughs> be. He'd be a good get, yeah for sure. What about Adele? We could go for Adele. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe have any maybe connections Tom to
2: Come on, let's get Spider Man up in here. Dude, Steve, you can't go on, to a you're,
0: Steve. You're on Tom Holland. Can you work on that one? That, that'd I'll be, see what I can do. You can't get a. You can't go to an Adele concert. You can't. You can't afford the
3: tickets. We're not going <laughs> to afford her on the show.
0: <laughs> we could send her a T-shirt though. That's true. We could. I have a couple left over. Couple left over. Hey, that's been. Hey, Mike. What you drinking? Uh, four quarters. Love Buzz, and Mike loved it, and he's still. Uh, Still enjoying it, so thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, let's look ahead, gentlemen. Um, To the best of my research abilities, Leicester City next weekend. What do we think? Steve, why don't you get started on that? Well, I'll tell you what I think about
2: Leicester City by talking about Harry Kane.
0: Excuse me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Breaking news. Lucas has two goals. It's 2-2. Yeah, buddy. All right. There you go. Tell him until he gets three goals, there's nothing to be excited about. Can you no, no, no. pass that?
2: Patrickery walks home.
0: Yeah, he's
3: he sleep, he sleeps in the bottom bunk.
0: <laughs> brace brace rhymes with smack you in the face. So just uh just, we'll, we we want a hattie tonight. Let's get it, Mike.
3: Uh, yes, we we will we will have a hattie. Hopefully, it's two inquiring two, minds want to know. Like, how much time is left? That's an important question. Um, it is seven nineteen
0: game started at seven so there is still oh. the first half oh. so should we talk about how he should have like been at home had a nice healthy dinner gotten started on his homework and be preparing for bed in about an hour have we had that conversation yet uh, or? he ate some
3: <laughs> he ate some apples and peanut butter before he left uh he said he's good to go <laughs> so he had training and then uh and now he's got two goals in the first half apples and yeah. peanut butter that's the secret. as i say
0: it, youth like, is wasted on the young right i guess we <laughs> see where school fits into this whole equation huh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's for sure. I mean,
0: he'll get he'll get another pack of cards
3: when he reads uh, when he reads uh, another couple chapters of his book tonight. So, another pack of what kind of cards? Oh, uh, he has uh, he does Premier League cards. Ah, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, he do they come mean, with bad bubble gum like uh, baseball? No, they don't interviews? do that anymore. The no. cards are. <laughs> I don't remember, know why. Remember the remember when we were kids? They were like fifty cents for a pack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like fucking three
1: dollars a pack now, now. Now it comes with one apple slice and one little thing of peanut butter, if you're lucky. <laughs>
0: I used to ride my oh. bike to the uh, corner store to pick up gallons of milk that would cost a dollar and eight cents. And my mom would give me $2 and I would use the remaining 92 cents and I would get a pack of baseball cards. Then I'd go across the street to this place that had hot dogs for like some stupid, ridiculous price, get a hot dog and then ride my bike home. It was, it was little kid heaven back in the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Start out with two bucks. That's right. That's awesome. There you go. All hey, right, so go ahead. back to, back back to the back football. To Leicester. Leicester City, Steve,
2: <laughs> Harry Kane, what do you think? Harry Kane, so I can't believe we've made it this far and we haven't talked about his achievement. 200 Premier League goals, 267, making him the all-time Spurs top scorer. But how this pertains to Leicester has to do with his goal tally. Of his 200 Premier League goals, just guess... Which team he has scored against the most? Um, Leicester. It is Leicester. Where he also went on
0: loan, right? He was on loan club, club. yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you know how many goals he has scored against Leicester in his career? Out of 267? Out of 200 Premier League goals.
0: Out of 200 Premier League goals. And he's been in the league nine years, is that correct? Sure. I'm not trying to do math and just guess. No, I'm just trying to think. I'm going to say 35. 35, no, 18. Okay. To Premier goals. Well, you told me to stop I mean, doing math, Mike.
2: <laughs> that's what, like 10% almost of his total
0: well, he's got goals like, have yeah, come against one That's team. like Mike Mike at the negotiation table, what I just did right there, right? There's the <laughs> reality, and then there's Mike like, yeah, on <laughs> double.
3: Pounding my fists on the table.
2: That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm feeling good about it. Uh, I'm
3: taking my shoe off on Wednesday. I just want you to know. <laughs> yes. I'm going like Khrushchev.
0: <laughs> Throw a shoe.
2: <laughs> look, look, Lester is not good. Um, They are not good this season. They did get a win um, this past weekend, but eh, I'm just, I don't feel threatened by them at all. Um, I have a feeling we'll be in, uh, it is away from home. I don't know that that necessarily matters. I think Harry Kane will boss them and we'll, be able to get away with a couple goals now that I've said that I guarantee we're going to lose the game because why I can't have nice things it's just not allowed. (laughs) Um, No, but I I feel I mean with what we saw against Man City with what we saw against Fulham and the you know victory against Preston I guess um, we've got a couple of decent results Um, Fulham and City are way tougher teams than Leicester is this season. I'm feeling good going into it. As long as the squad maintains that high level of performance, we should be fine. Um, and honestly, even if we're not, even if Everson decides that uh, he used up all his uh, his sporting ability in that one game, we got Pedro Por there to replace him. <laughs> if Son decides he wants to go back to being ineffective, fine. Yank him out. Get Dan Juma in there. Get Richarlison in there. We've got options now. People are healthy again. We've got we've got a little bit of depth that we can rely on on the bench. Uh, honestly, even Romero's absence through uh, suspension doesn't doesn't really bother me. Um, just throw Sanchez out there. He's like the same sort of. There's an error in there. There's a mistake in there. But on that one side. Where he's a little bit further removed and has a little bit more help, I'm just not as concerned. I think I think we've got a, a solid win ahead of us and could start looking forward to uh to Milan and the Champions League on Valentine's Day.
0: Hey, was it a was it a year ago that was the or the fourth Le- of July, as I would say? <laughs> nice. Was it a year ago that was the Leicester game where uh um Bergwine came back oh, and what yeah, do you have two late yeah, goals right. and then the,
1: lucas the flying and, dutchman game
0: yeah lucas and LaCelso were like jumping on the security guards was that was that just a year ago ballpark that was that was just yeah. about a year ago that's crazy that feels like a different era doesn't it it just feels like a different time
2: also fun facts about leicester city while i'm thinking what? about them uh um, <laughs> we need more fun <laughs> facts about <laughs> Leicester city
0: <laughs> they're called a- the foxes <laughs>
2: No, um, they've got King uh, Power Stadium. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Vote Faze, their defender. Uh, He is Liverpool's top scorer since the World Cup break. (laughs) (laughs) What? Say, Say that again. Liverpool, or Leicester City's defender, vote Faze, is Liverpool's top goal scorer since the return from the World Cup. Holy shit. His two own goals. His two own goals. Are more than anybody else on Liverpool.
3: (laughs) That's that's insane because Mo Salah like was I mean oh wow, that's wild.
2: Yeah, so that tells you a little bit about Liverpool right now, and I just couldn't resist getting a cheap shot against them because I think Jurgen
3: needs to have his uh his weird clear glasses back.
0: I I like the clear glasses, I'm fine. I don't think the LASIK, I don't think the LASIK surgery did well for him. That's what it is. He's not seeing well. Right. Mike, did you ask the question if uh, if Conte left for some reason and Jurgen was available, would we take him? Was that, that, the, that was, was me. That uh, yeah. What's your answer? My answer? Yeah, I
3: would 100 percent take Juergen.
0: I'm in agreement. Then, I do think the guy's
3: the guy's a, a world class coach. He's a giant fucking whiner. Um, I, I think he was a little bit spoiled uh, by, by the Fenway sports group, um, when they came in and got him and got him the players that he wanted, like immediately, um, he had a lot of young talent at the time, but that young talent is getting old and true to form Fenway sports group likes to win championships and then, uh, dismantle teams and, or not, not buy players, um, for subsequent seasons, um, and just lets players either get old or walk. Um, That's, that's what happens uh, with, with directors of football. It happened, it happened. I mean, it happened in uh, with our race teams. I mean, it's, it's just happens. They, they accumulate, they get really, really, their clubs really, really popular, right? They accumulate the fan base um, and they, they grab all the money they can. And then once the team starts to fail, the next year they'll put a shitload of money into the team so that they i mean it's it's a good business strategy right and we know that soccer is a business baseball is a business the the race game is a business um in fenway sports group plays it that way um they they really tug on your heartstrings um but i think that Jurgen Klopp is still a world class uh world class coach um and it I don't know that Conte is going anywhere now. He's coming back Wednesday. I don't know if you if you guys saw that like uh, that cool little locker room chat he had with Harry Kane. Yeah, they, they played that on NBC, right? Uh, that that was really cool. So he's coming back. Conte is coming back Wednesday. So any hopes that you guys have of another Stellini uh, a Stellini miracle? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't. I was just saying. I was just saying to our friend Jason uh, at at the pub the other day, like. You know, why has Stellini not been, you know, snatched up by some club? And he's been with Conte for how
2: long, right? You know, I. it's a great point, but there is something else that I want to make sure we touch on in our limited time. Uh, You were talking about, you know, Liverpool's ownership group. Obviously, we've got the shit show going on with Manchester City right now. With all that in mind, how do we feel about Enoch? How do we feel about the supporters trust little spat with Daniel Levy. I
0: can't stand him. Not Enoch, the supporters trust. I said it out loud. Brian, what do you think?
1: How do you you view all that nonsense? I think that it would do lifelong Spurs fans to remember. um, I read several really long articles about just how bad things were before Enoch uh, bought Spurs. Um, I think from an overall business management perspective, the club is almost like unrecognizable uh, from its uh, pre-Enoch era. And they do well to, yeah, I mean, look at Everton, right? Uh, a club we we all would say is like a big bigger club, right? Um, certainly one of the more, more notable ones with a, a long history. Look what uh, greedy mismanagement can do for you at a otherwise noble club you know um just as much as you know uh an infusion of petro capital uh and hiring the best people in the world can clearly win you championships in Paris and then uh whatever side of Manchester City Manchester City's on um, the same thing can be true for going the other direction, right? Bad man. I mean, Newcastle before they sold out to Petro capital, uh, bad management created like just cratered an otherwise noble club with a great history. So I think we should be careful what we wish for this levy out crap that seems to come up every other year, I think is overrated and, and it's a little too shoot from the hip, uh, without people realizing how good a job they've done in the long run. For sure. Um,
0: so it's yeah. too easy it's too easy. It's too easy. And, and I want I want to clarify. I said I can't stand them. Here's here's my why. Like I realize things are different over there. I realize as a as an American fan, I grew up in an American sports environment. I, I understand that my lens is different than if, if I grew up in a community in England and and the local club was was what I felt was part family and part identity and part culture. I I get that. What I don't understand is why this one organization um, believes that they are the voice of the fans and that they that they have some form of entitlement to information and and feedback from from the club. They don't own the club. They don't own the club at all. They don't own one bit of it. Um, and from what I look at from the outside, it it seems that their focus tends to center around the needs and wants of. The match going fan and the local fan Um, i've participated in their surveys before i've actually um, sat in on some of their zoom meetings that they've had before just to get a sense on on what what that's all about and how it works, and and I just I don't see any commitment to global fandom and maybe they don't owe me, they don't owe me that and in the same way that the club doesn't owe them anything maybe they don't owe me anything i was gonna say but in the
1: same in the same way that you know spurs and global spurs potentially don't owe them like a board seat which is what they've been clamoring for, for. sure like just just um, you're gonna support the club support the
0: club and, and guess what if you don't like the ownership gonna have to wait it out till there's new ownership but but guess what, what they're not what gonna was- sell because you don't like them it's just not how it, it's not how what- it works what I
1: think is important is, um, it, it's uh, I don't know if you guys know this is a deep cut Star Wars reference, but Saw Gerrera, uh right? The guy from yeah. um, oh, yeah. Rogue One. So, like, I feel like sometimes in in uh, these kinds of structural conflicts, you need, you need uh, people on the more radical fringe to keep the center and the and the and the rest of the spectrum honest. Right. And I do think that sometimes having an having an app, like, I mean, look at the rest of the supporters groups. Like, do you think that um, Chelsea or Manchester City are listening to their supporters trust? Do you think they honestly care? Like they like sometimes they don't even put out like, uh you know, some apology letter after something bad happens at the club because they don't care. They're not here for the supporters. They're here for their egos. Um, but They're so, here for their money. They, 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 you don't, the you money. don't buy yeah. a team. For any Absolutely. reason other than to make money. So I, I think having an active supporters trust that does actually get listened to, but within moderation by Enoch is pro- we're, we're like, I'm perfectly fine with the arrangement of they're a little too radical, but they made the, make their voices heard. And generally speaking, if they express displeasure, it, they never do it in moderation, but at least they're not expressing displeasure at a time when the rest of us are like, hey, things are great. You know, so like, I I guess I prefer to have them as they are. Generally speaking, maybe just like be a little more polite sometimes. But <laughs> um,
0: yeah, yeah, it's yeah. overreactive displeasure. I, your point's yeah. well taken, Brian. Right? I'm just, just...
1: I'm,
3: I'm, i honestly like, I understand where they're coming from. There's supposed to be an arm of the fan base that that it kind of advises the the club uh, on on issues of ticketing, um, fan interaction. And, and, you know, game day travel, that kind of stuff, arranging away days, that kind of stuff. They're supposed to be that that's what their job is. But the the idea that they think that they can just come in and say, we're going to get answers, you know, and, 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 and the fact that they think that they're, they're going to affect change by saying, we're going to hold them accountable. Like, right. that's not going to happen.
0: You're going to give that up is, your seats because somebody yeah. else will take them
3: exactly that's not going to happen and and on, on on top of that like the the other side of that is also completely true because i think it was a little um it was a little cocky and a little talk about ego you know egomaniacal like the the club the club didn't answer their quite they they had some questions they had some basic questions that they asked and the club was kind of cocky about it and it kind of like The the club had the attitude that that I have right now It's like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) You That's how that's kind of how they answered it, right? That's like they kind of answered it, like who the fuck are you? Come on, like we're billionaires. You're a bunch of you're a bunch you you're a bunch of you know like a a board of like ten people, uh, plus you know your ten dollar a year subscribers. Don't tell me that the, the supporters trust isn't making money off of this because they are, they have so many supporters and they, at their $10 or $20 a year, whatever initiation fee that they have to have, they, they're they still making money. But the point is that like the supporters trust got this false sense of who they are and what their, what their mission is. You don't see other supporters trusts. I mean, maybe outside of Everton who's Terribly mismanaged, and Brian already talked about it. But you don't see other other supporters' trusts acting this way, saying we're getting answers. You know, like tell us your transfer
0: th- policy. We want to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, give
3: me a fucking break, dude. Shut up and bitch about the transfers when they happen. You know, like I bitch about the Boston Red Sox. You know, and I don't understand where heim Bloom is going right now, having an entire team of utility players. I don't understand how that works. Um, you know, I bitch about my Red Sox in that way. But I know that in a few years, Red Sox will probably be just fine. You know, they'll get a bunch of big name players and, and for lots of money. But players cost money. Uh, moves cost money. Um, even talking to players for transfers costs money. Um, everything costs money. Cleaning the toilets at the stadium costs money. <laughs> And fans, fans don't want to hear this.
1: Right. I I will say I did not know about half of the uh, quote unquote achievements of the supporters trust that I, that they list on their website. So What, what, what do you got? I mean, like, ran the Stop StubHub campaign, ultimately resulting in the ticket exchange being taken back in house by Tottenham Hotspur for for the 2017 2018 season. So, ticket prices. Okay. Tickets. We'll give you that. Secondary Um, market. Secondary market. uh, Ticket prices. Screwed the introduction of a young adult category of tickets for 18 to 21 year olds uh, starting in 2018. Tickets. Uh, That's a good match match going fan, still. Okay. Uh, Also, also true. Competitive pricing of food and beverage in the new stadium. Okay. Match going. Match yeah, going right. fan. But yeah. still, uh yeah, okay, I'll, I'll stop there. Yeah. <laughs> stay in stay in your lane,
0: right? Like to Mike's point. Yeah. That's that's their lane. Stay in your lane. Quit acting like you're entitled to more because you're no more entitled than I am to to more information. And even though uh Mike and Steve think that I'm tight with Dan and Joe, um, you know, they don't tell me everything. So nobody else should get to know it either. Yeah. Their Great boat Mike. is very nice though.
1: <laughs> it's a nice boat, yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. Oh, hey, you gotta—they did—they were way out in front on uh, the Super League, and that affects all of us. So they got—they got that going for them. Those protests that, were, like, in person and around the world, organizing those uh, in consultation with the other supporters' trust, like that—I'll I'll give you that one. I think it was—it was never going to go anywhere anyway, because even people who are not members of the supporters' trust were kind of like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But. Americans, yeah. Americans were like that, and we love that kind of shit. Yeah. no, I mean, <laughs> again, the the Sagarera thing. You need like the tip of the spear. You need the uh, you know real uh, out there out there folks to make their case uh, vehemently, and I think they they did a good job with that. I'll give them that one. But I know I didn't think we'd get into supporter stress politics here tonight, I fellas. Love it, actually. This has
0: been fantastic.
1: This is good. That was a, but that boys- was a hot button topic uh, on the on the WhatsApp.
0: Here's the thing, um, out of deference to Steve, because I know he has another podcast commitment that comes up uh, about 7 30 usually. Um, let's let's put shift. to bed, right? Exactly.
3: <laughs> uh, let's,
0: let's shift to closing thoughts. Samuel Family. Jackson
3: reading, Go
0: to fucking Sleep. <laughs> there are snakes Accurate. on this plane. Um, so, <laughs> so Steve, what, uh, what kind of closing thoughts you have? We'll let you go first in case you gotta, you gotta scoot.
2: Look, you got clubs like Man City being investigated for financial issues. And what do Spurs have? We're delivering fucking Beyonce to the stadium for, what, three nights of concert performances? I mean, talk about good financial practices. You've got multiple revenue streams. This club is being run in a sustainable, legitimate way that hopefully, and I really hope I don't come back to regret saying this, that hopefully um, is just completely clean it's you know we're we're absolved of any wrongdoings for financial matters um so when you're thinking about enoch out levy out just remember you know you could have your dream you know petrol capital cash cash infusion and then you could get investigated and get you know kicked in the nuts with a massive fine so or worse so you know grass always looks greener until it comes back to bite you um just fucking enjoy some Beyonce and, and let the good times roll. all
0: nah, ticket prices are too high. We need the trust to do something about that. Right. For, for the Beyonce.
2: I, I don't think the support trust
0: for is t- going to fucking
2: touch Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: she's, all right. she's part
3: of the Illuminati. It's she, she is.
0: Uh, she Brian is the Illuminati. She is, she, she
1: controls it all. Brian, how about you, man? Closing thoughts. Um, well, I, I'm particularly keenly interested in the Leicester City match because, uh, as you guys might recall, I think it was the last time I was on the pod, I was recounting my experiences uh, back in September at Tottenham Hospital Stadium, seeing the last Leicester City match. And so, ah, okay. kind of, la- uh, which you remember was, it was, uh, I believe it was 2 2 at halftime yep. and it was 6 2 Spurs at the end. Yeah. Uh, with Sonny having his 13 minute hat trick. So, uh I there's never gonna be a time for the rest of time when I watch a Spurs Leicester City match and I won't be brought back into that even though they're playing at the King Power it doesn't matter Uh, Leicester City is just gonna be that thing for me at least until I see uh, a Spurs live again uh in the future so I I am looking forward to it um I think uh and I think if we achieve 75 to 85 percent of you know the form that we demonstrated against Man City, like that kind of real, uh, solid, coordinated, confident play. That I, th- if that is true, then Steve's prediction is probably the right one. Um, what I would love to see from this club throughout the rest of the season is that kind of, is doing that, doing it consistently, doing it with squad rotation, uh, doing it in a in a manner that like everybody stays healthy. If we do all the if we do that. We're really still looking at top four, maybe top three. Like I really think that that is possible. So um, I don't know. I feel overall, I, I even when things got a little bit dark there through, you know, the the holiday season and and into early January, I still have tried to step back and remind myself of like overall, the club is in pretty decent position. I mean, hey, three nights of Beyonce pays for Pedro Poro right there. That's I'm sure the club is at least gonna make forty five, you know, million euros for for three nights of Beyonce. We should do some back of the napkin math on that one. But <laughs> um yeah, other than that, I think uh it, it, someday soon I'm really I'm gonna put it on the uh the macro agenda for the next time we join about um the the re- the thing that I'm really intrigued by, I would encourage everyone to read about has been how the insane splashing of money by Premier League teams and not Spurs aren't totally exempted, but they are a little bit. Um I mean, like when you're in a situation where I think it was Bournemouth, um, paid more in the transfer window than the Bundesliga did. uh, We're in a weird spot. So that that influence of of money having the Premier League be kind of a, uh, you know, that's the major leagues, and everybody else in Europe are are functionally AAA and and AA just purely monetarily. It's going to change the dynamics, and I'm really I'm interested in it, and I'm also interested in Spurs' role in that you know are we going to again we go back to this dynamic one of our first ever conversations are we going to be a club that invests in youth and promising youth or are we going to be a club that tries to buy our way into uh total dominance so um yeah i uh I, I, that i think is going to be an interesting ongoing conversation for us and, and something for us to monitor i think the spirit of the club is at stake i want us to be a club that raises up great talent and uh you know we have more people that we can say they're one of our own. So c- congrats to Mr. Uh, Mr. Slash Prince Harry of Cain on 267. And uh, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my closing thought. Very good. Well put, Brian.
3: Mike, how about you? What I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of keep it short tonight. Uh Lucas's team is getting beat eight to two now. <laughs> <Ooh>. Ouch! <laughs> yeah. Lu- Lucas wow.
0: needs to step up. Get that, get well, he's that he's handy. ten years
3: old. he's ten years old. He's playing against kids with leg hair,
0: so maybe um, maybe if he had a better dinner, he might have been uh, able to. I don't know. He was just happy out. with his
3: peanut butter and apples. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I I, I want to echo kind of like everything that Brian said about uh, I'm 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 no longer going to refer to him as Carrie Hane or uh, HK10 as a as our friend Wendy loves me saying, um, but um, he is he is possibly the best the best striker slash soccer player that that i've seen in in my fandom uh of soccer um and and he was part of he was part of the that team that drew me into spurs so he was he was the leader on that team he was the the golden boot winner that year um even though i didn't know what that was uh that i when i first started watching spurs obviously there's there's uh there's Messi, you know, and he'll never be equal, in, in in my estimation, as the greatest player, you know, ever. But for for what it is worth, um, in my fandom, in the time that I've been a fan, Harry Kane has has been the man at Tottenham Hotspur. He's Mister Hotspur to me. I know, uh, you know, the old timers will say Glenn Huddle, um, you know, and, and players like that, and. You know everybody's got their favorites, but like Harry Kane and 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 his leadership um, is what drew me to a team like this, and it's it's very much like uh, Tom Brady and saw in in football. Um, he just he he has times where he will go out there and he'll dominate games, and and you know, and you can see the fire in his eyes when he does it. And the other day, I got to see just absolute childlike joy in his eyes when he scored that goal and he's looking up and looking around the stadium, you know, I don't think Harry Kane's going anywhere now. I I think that he saw uh, what he meant to this fan base and what he, what he means to, to fans around the world. Um, And maybe we don't, maybe the English don't see it as much because there's so many teams that people support in in England. Um, But People, fans around the world revere Harry Kane and they know the name Harry Kane and they know that he plays for Spurs they don't know much about Spurs but they do know the name Harry Kane and they know that Harry Kane is one of the best in the world and and for my money I'll, I'll take Harry Kane over Erling Holland any day of the week right now um, and I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, one, of, one of my mentors uh, in the operating room uh, passed away uh, tragic hmm. ski accident this week and I'm not trying to drag no it down huh. but he yeah he uh he had a, a tragic ski accident and uh passed away this week and i did i just want to give a shout out to to him and his family and, and and just say what he meant to me uh is immeasurable um in my career and in my life uh it, fantastic man uh fantastic nurse and uh and just an all around great guy and and I'm gonna miss him so yeah, sorry, sorry, man. You're lost,
0: man. Yeah, no, sorry yeah, about yeah. that. What uh, no, what what's his name? Mark Williamson. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. I just wanted to shout him out. Absolutely. Appropriately so. You know, Mike. Uh, just just to piggyback on your um your comments about Harry Kane. What what I love about Harry Kane the most, and we we've we've had our words about Harry Kane, right? We, we we've we've called him any number of things, like you described. What I love about him is not his hold up play. It's not his um. I would call it deceptive speed, right? Like you, you see him find a gear that you didn't think that that guy had. Um, it's not his ability to maintain the ball in traffic. It's, and call me a cheese ball for saying this when he scores, the first thing he does is he kisses his wedding ring. And like, I've always been impressed by that. And th- this is not a judgment on whether someone's married or not married. That's not where I'm going, but it's uh he, he is committed to a relationship with someone and it is, forefront in his mind and like baked into him like hey i want to i want to honor this person you know in this moment where all the all the focus is on me i think that's pretty damn cool um and i think it's i think it's cool when somebody will will make a move like that publicly because uh you know just just imagine how his how his wife um feels about that how his kids will feel when they understand that down the road like that that is freaking awesome so that's what i love the most about Kane. that's a good one dave i like that thanks man appreciate that bry mm-hmm. You just bring out the soft side of me, you know. Normally, you know, normally Mike and I are just bantering back and forth talking smack. <laughs> but you, you
3: yeah, Dave, we the- all know Dave is being very prickly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know me. Ornery
1: and no. prickly. I think That's the prickliest right. thing on this podcast is that fucking beard, Mike. That is. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> man. Look at this thing. It's wild. Like I almost shaved it the other day and then it was like 45 below zero. So I was like, not shaving yeah. this thing. I, I I've said this, I could be on a desert Island for 20 years and I wouldn't come close to what either of you have. It just is not in the genetic <laughs> cards for me. Dave's so. beard is phenomenal. Mine is just
0: out of control. It's gotta, I'll tell you what, when I first met Mike, my beard was not this gray. I, you, you do the math on that, you know? <laughs> that, <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Hey, this has been a blast as always. And, uh, to Steve who had to take off, appreciate you, Steve, Mike and Brian, appreciate you guys. Love you both. And, I'm... uh, Go ahead, Brian.
1: What, what would Steve say if he were on this way? I was gonna just ask you that. Brian, what would Steve say right now? Um, I think it would be something to the effect of stay safe and don't be an asshole.
0: You got it right there.
1: And, and Mike, Mike, how about you? What would you say? Mine is be
3: safe. Uh oh. Sorry. Brian, Brian, that's okay. Brian, Brian signed me off. That's that's great. And uh and just uh remember uh everyone out there that uh that soccer's just a game. And don't let it rule your life. Don't let it ruin your week, but definitely let it, you know, definitely let it give your week a little joy and give your day <laughs> a little joy. And when, when, when it comes. So you're well saying I
1: Shouldn't let it like, uh, I feel better about my entire life when Spurs win and I feel worse about it when Spurs lose. He's like, that's like less advisable. I'm still on a high right now. So <laughs> well, <laughs> but put, Mike.
0: I, I, yeah. Yeah. And guys, we got, we got to wrap this up and we got to go because the, uh, the supporters trust meeting starts in two minutes and we need to hop onto that one real quick. So, <laughs> so, of course, of course, course, course. Anyway. Thanks guys.